comes the Here comes the Y'all don't really worry like Welcome, everybody, to the 10th episode of the Moneyline Madness podcast. I'm Andrew Bricado. I'm here with Matt and Steven. Say what's up, guys. Yo. How, how we doing, baby? 10th episode. Number Big 10. football. <laughs> number 10. Oh, no, Eli, number 10. <laughs> Big football week, right? A lot of news. How does everybody feel about it? Man. Sheesh, man. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Really. Like, <laughs> right? There's just a shit ton going on. I don't know even what to think about it because everybody else doesn't even know what to think about it. It seems like these teams are just in panic mode right now. Everybody's just hitting the big red button on their desk. It's truly crazy. And you got to look at the Denver Broncos situation with a brand new head coach coming in. I know you're not happy to see your offensive coordinator leave the Green Bay Packers, Andrew, but you got to think that he's got to be like bouncing off the walls with Russell Wilson being his new quarterback, right? Oh, for sure. That was like the first time I actually dropped my phone. I was reading when I read that tweet. I was like, holy crap. It happened so quick. Is out of nowhere. We were coming fresh off the Rodgers news, and we say, oh, Russell Wilson's in Denver. So I think, yeah, Nathaniel's probably really happy he has him. I mean, when you, they have a really good team there. They just needed a quarterback, and there you go. You got your guy. Yeah, can we talk about how alpha of a move that was from John Elway and co? Like, that is insane that they it's just decided. Sad. Exactly. They came to the Seahawks with a godfather offer, and they were basically just like, give us Russ. So, like, we're taking that. him. That's you just think that they kind of like I know a lot of people are taking the opinion that the Seahawks actually won the deal, given they gave up Noah Fant. They gave up a D tackle who I can't think of off the top of my head. They gave up Drew Shelby Lock. Harris. Yes. Shelby Harris. Yep. Yeah. He's a plug and play guy, right? Like he could play right away. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's going to come and play right away. So I know a lot of people think that the Seahawks might have gotten the better of the deal. And that's something I wanted to ask the both of you is like. Just take the offensive weapons that the Seahawks had just even last year. You had DK Metcalf, you had Tyler Lockett, and you have a very injury-prone backfield with guys like Rashad Penny, guys like Chris Carson. Uh, I think they even had one more in there. So then send him over to the Broncos, and now he's got Jerry Judy, he's got Cortland Sutton, and he's got Jamal Williams in the backfield who's a very young and up-and-coming running back. But like, Do you guys think that's a vast improvement for him, or what are your feelings on that? I definitely think it's an improvement. I really like, and you forgot Melvin Gordon in there too at this point. Like between Javante and Melvin in the backfield, they're going to be taking care of Russ, the run game entirely. And I feel like that's what Russell Wilson's really been missing since Beast Mode had retired because his success really hasn't came post Marshawn Lynch. We've seen him kind of struggle to work with a pass catching back like Chris Carson. So I think having kind of that rush guy like Melvin Gordon to take up the middle and then you have the option of Javante Williams on the outside they did get rid of Noah Font so he's not going to be one of Russ's targets but truthfully I think tight ends especially we saw in Seattle it wasn't a big factor for him Jimmy Graham had his time but like we said it's really about who can protect Russell Wilson and I think the Denver Broncos are in the best spot to do that right now Andy certainly they have a far better O-line I mean his O-line in Seattle has been I think one of the worst in the league every year in the past few years. I mean, so he's going to be protected a lot better. I think I agree with you with the weapons. You also didn't mention Tim Patrick, young guy. He's he's on the come up too. So there's a lot of weapons there. But I think the more important thing is his defense is not the Legion of Boom. But he, this is going to be the first time where he's going to have a really good defense with them again. So he's not going to have to score a ridiculous number of points to win games. All great points in all honesty. And I had kind of... My opinion on it early was that I did think the Seahawks got the upper hand in terms of just on paper, but then I started looking at it from more of like 
something that you can't see on paper, which is just heart, which is athleticism, which is just like the pure will that Russell Wilson seems to have when he's under center or in the shotgun. Like he just seems to have this ability to rally guys, make magical moments happen when he needs them. And then I looked at his stats like last year, I think he missed what three to five games with that hand injury. Right. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. And he's still through for 60% completions, like nearly 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns, six interceptions. So like he does a great job of getting out of bounds, not taking big hits. He doesn't turn the ball over. Like he's not Carson Wentz. So I think at that, at wow. that point, the Broncos <laughs> actually got the upper hand. Yeah. I think that I wasn't really big on Russell Wilson post this seat past season. And being that he had the hand injury, I didn't feel that he was really doing much in Seattle anymore. I felt that if he did go into Seattle again next year, I figured that they were going to be like the, a team like the Cowboys. They would see some regular season success come playoff time. They're just going to flutter out and you know do whatever against whoever they face in that first round. Let it be Aaron Rodgers, somebody like that. So I think that a change of scenery was exactly what Russell Wilson really needed for his career. You even saw the rumors coming out that he felt that his legacy was being damaged in Seattle. So I think moving to a team like Denver that was literally just ready to win and it's going to be really exciting. Uh, one thing that really intrigues me is that there's a free agent defensive guy. Uh, his name is Von Miller, and he could be looking to make a comeback to Denver with, you know, this full packed Denver Broncos squad. I mean, that's just insane to me going from a team like the Rams and then you get to come back home after just winning a ring. Sounds like everything you could ever want in an NFL career. I think they're the heavy favorites for him, to be honest with you. I don't, I think, there could be a few teams, but yeah, I don't I don't think he's staying with the the Rams. I don't think they have much cap room right now, especially because they have to still expe- uh, extend uh, Matthew Stafford. But I could also see Vaughn in Indianapolis. But yeah, I don't see why he wouldn't go back at this point. I mean, if they'll pay you enough, even take a hometown d- discount, that team's going to be in the playoffs. I mean, I think that entire division has a chance to go to the playoffs, to be honest with you, because you guys know how high I am on the Raiders. I mean, so that entire division might make it. Yeah, I think I misunderstood you at first, because when you said they're the favorites, I thought you meant in that division, but you meant to oh, get no, 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 they're, get- they're, I, my, the ideal situation I think is, is all three of them might, or the three bottom teams will wind up wild card, the three wild card teams. And, and then the chiefs will wind up the one seed because they're, it's going to the be chiefs, interesting, so. man. I mean, the chargers, they're on the rise chiefs. It's obvious what they do. The Raiders getting Josh McDaniels yeah. thing. So like that's kind of a TBD situation. We're going to have to see how he and jail car or rather how he and car gel, but <laughs> that will be interesting in that division for sure. Does it feel I, weird? Does it feel weird to anybody else that he's going to the team he beat in the Super Bowl? I find that very interesting. It's never happened before. It's very interesting. Huh, to me. I didn't really think about it that much, but it's the first. It's actually I the guess, first. I guess that's kind of thing. that's kind of a cool tidbit. I mean, I don't really think much of it considering he's going from NFC to AFC. Yeah. Maybe if like it was a super big rival or something like that in the NFC that he'd been playing. Like if he went to the Niners, like that oh. could have been crazy, you know. But ultimately, I, it's just like a question mark for me. Like when I heard him to the Broncos. It was just an immediate, like, why? Like, especially there was a domino effect throughout the whole league because of it. You know, you saw now the Chargers, they panicked and they had to pay Mike Williams. <laughs> there oh. are multiple teams that Aaron Rodgers got paid. And then you see the commanders make that move for uh, Wentz. It's like everybody was like, oh, we're it's time, you know, press oh, the yeah. button. It's time to make some moves. That Wentz deal, that Wentz deal did not move the needle at all. I mean, <laughs> that was that was silly. Did you see their odds? Their odds went from plus 5,000 to plus 5,000. Like, it didn't move. 
I, I found mean, if that you were betting silly. on the Commanders in the first place, yeah, true, yeah, true. In March to win the Super Bowl next year, I'm going to need you to uninstall the FanDuel <laughs> slash true. whatever uninstall. sports book you're Log using. Log out, delete your account, take all the money out. You're good. That's Before that's we what move I'm... on from that division, though, if you guys had to pick like one division winner, just looking from the outside in right now, obviously still a lot to be figured out, even with the draft coming up. But would you guys still lean Chiefs because of Mahomes, or are you leaning somewhere else in that division? Andy, what do you think? Oh, Chiefs, by far. Yeah, Steve? I mean, dude, the Chargers are such a talented team. Like you said, too, they just re-signed Mike Williams. Hopefully Keenan Allen coming back, staying healthy this year. Herbert, another year learning the playbook. They have defensive struggles, but I would, I'm would i going to go with the Chargers as kind of like a sleeper pick in that division. Is it weird that I can almost see the Chiefs falling to third place next year? Not at all. I don't, I don't know, man. And like Andy's coming and saying like the Chiefs are going to take that one spot, but I could very easily see it going Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs and being it could be a tight race, but I could see the chips falling that way. That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes in the NFL. And like we saw, the Chiefs had a bad couple weeks and that really impacted their season and how they're how they played the playoffs. So if their defense doesn't improve. I don't like Denver's looking like a better team to me right now than the Chiefs on paper just because of the defense and the fact that they have all of those weapons that aren't as good as Kansas City, but the defense is really what pushes it over the edge for me. You're kind of you're kind of talking me into it because I am I'm kind of remembering now that the Chiefs probably won't have Tyron Matthew anymore either, and he was kind of the only thing on that defense that was any that was worth anything anyway. So the defense does make it. I just think. Mahomes coming back after losing to the Bengals, like I, I think Tyron I think Matthew could a, be a Charger, dude. The, the Chargers true. have one of the most like biggest cap spaces and money to spend in the league this offseason. Yeah. So they're going to be buying, especially on the defensive side. You get Herbert a little help, like it's going to be really scary in that division. I saw he, he was rumored to the Saints. Actually, I I think he even like reposted something on Instagram with yeah. the eyes emoji. Him in a Saints uniform, obviously, with that LSU. Oh, interesting. I just want to mention he's done that for four different teams there. He did it for the Ravens, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love Twitter with that. That's so funny. And just food for thought for everybody listening out there. Right now, in that division, the AFC West, obviously, the Chiefs sit at plus 105 to win. Broncos coming in at second place with plus 230 odds. Then rounding it out in third and fourth place, the Chargers sit at plus 360 and then the Raiders at plus 1,000, so a very big dip from third to fourth place there. But I think the value at plus 360 for the Chargers, like Matt and I were saying, Matt, it seems like you agree they could end up falling in first place. Yeah, I've, I've always been on the Herbie train, man. I think he could have an MVP season potentially next year as well. So I think re-signing Mike Williams was a big step in that. You could get him maybe one or two more guys. They don't even have to be big, just get them on the offense. If they could fill in some plug and play guys, just roles, get their job done. And then you add a couple defensive pieces. If you could get a safety and if you could get maybe one more guy on that front four, the chargers are going to be really scary. And I don't know, the Chiefs seem kind of content with where they've been the past few years. So I'm on the lookout for these other teams that are hungry and want to get payback for what the chiefs have built. Could you imagine they get another safety in there with what's his name? Andy, I'm blanking. Give me it. What's the safety's name for the chargers? Uh, Derwin James. Bro. Derwin James, yeah. Health, he's just, yeah, he, if he stays he healthy, stay healthy, that's the big yeah. thing. His his health is such a concern with those ACLs, bro. He's got the just turkey bacon in his knees. <laughs> Switching to number three this year, though. So yeah. it could okay. be, it could be a little bit of a 
the spark for him to stay healthy, stay on the field. But you guys want to dip over to the NFC North real quick? Talk to those Packers. Just real quick before we I know move Andy on. Andy does. Just re- I, of course I do. Just real quick before we move on. Do you see any other teams other than the three teams that don't win that division? Just assuming who they are in the in the AFC that can get a wild card spot? Because I don't. Wait, I think the Bengals are going to fall off. So let's say. So, like, all I said, all three of those teams could make the playoffs. I mean, all three of the non-division winners could be wildcard teams. What other team in the AFC could compete for a wildcard spot? Because Ravens? I, yeah, the, definitely the Ravens, that's it, really? I think that's, if the Ravens the thing, defense, Browns that's it, though. be a better team this year. Okay. I'm just, I was just uh, feeling that out. Yeah, I don't, it. it's, yeah, that's, that's a tough question. I could say it's the Ravens and then the Bengals, maybe. But they're like, going to probably, well, yeah, the Colts. Bro, I, I, I mean, the Titans are winning yeah. that division, in my opinion. That's such a good conference. Such yeah, a good it is. Conference. The AFC stacked, man. Yeah. And then you just got the NFC East. People sleep <laughs> on the Bengals, too. Okay. Yeah. Bengals, Browns, Steelers, if they get a quarterback. Oh, Steelers. That's an interesting team. I can't believe the AFC, how good they are. Like, how it's, it's like, literally, it's swayed. It's swaying that way. It's crazy. AFC is wild. Just the truth of it. But NFC time now? Yes, sir. And I've been dreading this moment, but I guess we'll talk about Andy's Packers. If we really, if we got to, if it's news, you it's know, news. that's what oh, the viewers want to hear. Oh, we'll talk about odds for the division winner in there, though. Minus 220 for the Packers. And then we're going plus money. Next in second place is the Vikings at plus 380. So it's evident, man, that Rogers staying home, like they're the clear cut favorite to win that division. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings got a $45 million cap hit with Kirk Cousins. So I don't think they're in any position to be making a push like that with uh, without getting any new pieces via trade or removing Kirk. Yeah. Did they hire a head coach? Yes. Uh, what's his name? He's uh, O'Brien from L.A. They got, I think he was D.O.C., if I want to say. I can't even remember his oh, name. I have no fucking clue who that guy is. Or O'Connell or something like that. Some O. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. They're, the Vikings are the second best team, and if the Vikings are the second best team, that's going to be a You're tough one. It's going to be a couple of game lead going into December. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I mean, as a fan, I clearly wasn't ready for him to leave, so I'm pretty happy about it. I'm very excited. I mean, that was maybe the most relieved I've been in a while. But how about their Super Bowl odds? I mean, we were sitting here, I think, what was it, last week or two weeks ago? We were sitting here. We were talking about they were tied with the Rams, plus twelve hundred. Now you go and look; they're plus seven fifty. I mean, that's how big of a difference having Rodgers makes. I mean, so and the the Broncos' odds went back. Actually, went back. I think a thousand. It was plus eleven hundred. I think it was plus twelve hundred now or whatever, something like that. So, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I mean, it's news only because of how much we made of it, but. It's news because it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And literally Aaron Rodgers could take a shit in his front yard and that'd be on the front (laughs) news. Like, it's just ridiculous. Anything that guy does, everybody seems to talk about. So I get it. I get the reason why he's news and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You guys are set up very well. Congratulations. I guess we'll just keep giving you flowers and like congrats on the regular season success of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that that hurts. I actually become better at plus 1200 than I do at plus 750. Like I get the things change but like i thought that they were like nice little sneaky like i just felt better about them at plus would you, 12. Now would you even say would you even say that 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 plus 1200 was somewhat 
somewhat cheeky. Yeah, I, I would say maybe. Yeah, because I knew, like, I had that feeling that like they were going to keep Rodgers, and then you know I should have just dipped, like dove right on it at that because yeah. now it's like they have those expectations. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. back in the same spot they've been in these last couple of seasons where it's so like the pressure's right. back on. Exactly, and like yeah. everybody knows they're going to win fucking 12, 13 regular season games, and everybody knows that they're when it comes to the playoffs, their assholes are going to go from this to this, and we'll see. In case you cannot yeah, see the, exactly. the visualization that Steve was giving, it went from very Perfect size to the size of a penny. There you go. Wow, I'm I'm feeling hurt. <laughs> I'm excited to see what pieces they can put around him now. I mean, he's. I mean, that's that been the story for the past decade. Yeah, man. like enough I mean, is enough. Win. That's true. I I know I heard them link to Von Miller. I don't know where that cap money is coming from. I, it's going to be very interesting because they said it's a cap friendly deal. Really, it's. It's more, okay, we got him to stay. Now what? Because, like, we got to go win a Super Bowl. All right? I'm sick of losing in divisional round or conference championship. Like, let's go win a Super Bowl. That's kind of my reaction to it, other than the relief part. Glad it's yeah. over. And yeah, you, I'd be glad it's over, too. You're out of this question because you're slighted. You're obviously leaning Packers. But, Matt, do you, like, besides Aaron Rodgers, because I do think that you could even argue that Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford are comparable. But besides the quarterback, take that out of it. Like, why are the Packers a better team than the Rams? Because they're listed as, like, to be the NFC championship winner over the Rams. And then obviously, like we just talked about, they're listed over the Rams for Super Bowl odds. I think that, like you had said earlier with the Packers odds, I think Vegas is just truthfully waiting for everything to play out before they change anything too drastically. I think, they they gotta, I think that they got to pay Stafford. They got to okay. solidify him. Um, you're, you know, you're losing Odell. Von Miller, a couple key guys in there. Eric Weddle's gone. So I think that they're looking at a lot of names. I know Vegas likes to appeal because of the names, too. Remember, we had talked about, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we had talked about how low the Bengals were, right? Because of, uh, we figured coming off a of Super Bowl, Vegas would want people to bet on the Bengals for next year's futures. So we had said that they kept it low just to kind of bait people into it. I think that they're somewhat doing the same thing right now with the Rams and they're kind of letting people think about it. Like think me and man, should I press the button right here? Should I make this investment on the Rams? Because I think that they're going to come out and be better than the Packers next year. So why not put money on it? That's not my thought processes necessarily at the moment, but if someone sees those odds and sees the Packers as the better team to Vegas right now, you're going to think, shit, man, I should take advantage of this opportunity and throw money on the Rams while I have this chance still. I feel you. I definitely understand where you're coming from. So if anything, you could see the Rams going from like plus right now to win the Super Bowl. They're at plus 1,100. So just give it like they don't deal with any significant injuries. Maybe they get another guy back, like another big name. You could see them jumping up to like plus, plus 800. 800. Yeah, yep. exactly. right. <laughs> Robert Woods comes back. They get another piece on the defense. They re-sign a couple guys. All of a sudden, yeah, plus 800 sounds good to me. Word. Yeah, I kind of feel that. Now you don't want me to answer, so. Well, I mean, <laughs> you don't know where you're leaning, no, right? No, I think it's, it's shock I, us? I, I can be impartial in this. I think the reason they have better odds right now is just because there's more questions for the Rams now. I mean, the, the Packers' biggest two questions were just answered. I mean, the Rams still have some questions. They've got to get – I mean, a couple of days ago, they didn't really know if their coach was going to be doing this or going to do broadcasting. I think there's some questions that they had to figure out. And they still I don't think this. they – had oh, no, no, no. Those questions to answer. Yeah, I think right, the media had those yeah, questions. It was probably that was already were, figured out. Yeah, Aaron Donald isn't retiring, that. all of that. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not happening. But yeah, they still have some questions. The Packers have some questions, but they're not as dire at this point now. So that, yeah. that's the reason why. 
Are they tagging Adams? Because you said – Yeah, they actually put it on him. Okay. It's unfortunate, to be honest. I thought he'd get a long-term deal. but I mean, as a Packers fan, you should just be happy that he's on the team still. Oh, yeah. I just got his jersey, too. Like, I'd be really pissed if he was gone right away. Yeah, that would suck. But at least, like, I know this is getting a little off topic. At least it would be one of the things where, like, you wear it to a game or something. People oh, are sure. shit on yeah. you for having an Adams jersey. Hall of Famer right there. All right, that might be going a little too far. <laughs> But I'm gonna that, move on. Gonna we'll go. Move on to some yeah. hoops after I said that. Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, we've had a stacked few nights of NBA basketball. In case you guys haven't heard, we were hosting Twitter Spaces with most sports, and we absolutely knocked it out of the park. We hit 13 to 15 bets on the night. We were just a few Steph Curry points away from hitting a massive plus 1400 parlay. Unfortunately, he tweaked his ankle and it was a blowout. So Steve Kerr kind of put him on the shelf for the rest of the game. But we have been absolutely red hot. So if you guys are interested in more NBA picks, there is only two games tonight. But don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ML Madness Pod. You could also find those picks on Instagram, ML Madness Pod as well. And yeah, turn on the post noties. We're going to be ripping picks all week. If you're not following us on Twitter or Instagram or any of the social medias that you have access to, you're just lacking. Yeah, you're a stooge. You're a stooge. Yep, jabroni. All right, <laughs> Brooklyn and the Sixers. I'm going to be at this game tonight, guys. Let's I, go. It's going to be legendary. I'm in for one that I'll be talking about when I'm 50 years old. Whether we win or lose, which I'm thinking we're going to win, but just the fact that Ben's going to be in the building. There's going to be a tumultuous crowd, so I'm excited for this one. Right now, the line's plus four for the Nets, minus four for the Sixers, both at minus 110 on the odds. Money line looking like plus 160 for the Nets, minus 190 for the Sixers, and rounding it off with the totals, looking like an over-under of 233.5, which is a fair amount, actually. That's kind of high. So, um, Maddie, you want to get us kicked off with your thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is going to be insane. This is going to be a nuts game, man. And one thing that I'm looking at right now is Joel Embiid, because if there is one thing we know about Joel is that when things get a little bit personal, he wants to be the winner. And he is so stubborn that he will not stop trolling until he wins. So if that means that I have to go and push the button on a Joel Embiid 30 plus in Philly to win at plus 146, I'm going to absolutely smash that out the park. Gravy. He doubles that. He yeah. got 60 tonight. He could. He could. And oh. I was even thinking if oh. I could add on some James Harden threes to, to that. Let's see what we could add on in there as well. But, Andy, you want to go? Let me know what you're feeling. Yeah, I got a nice, fat, juicy parlay for this one. Um, I expect the Nets to win. I'm sorry. I really do. But I, I, I think it's going to be quite an atmosphere. Um, I have a just quick parlay, uh, five legs, but we can count it to four if you want. Brooklyn plus four and a half. Either, even if they don't win, I think it's going to be close because there's just so much emotion in this game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I really, it's just too much. Uh, Seth Curry over 10 and a half threes. I mean, over 10 and a half points, sorry. Um, he's coming home. Come on, he was just playing there. Come on. It's also his homecoming. It's not just Ben's. Um, Tyrese Maxey under 17 and a half. Kyrie over five and a half. Assists and Seth Curry. Sorry, I said Steph. Seth Curry oh, uh, over two and a half made threes. I know you shook your head when I said under 17 and a half for Tyrese Maxey. Your tongue, son of a bitch. I just, <laughs> I just don't understand how, out of all of the star power that's playing in tonight's game, this kid comes on here and says that. I just, it doesn't make sense. Out of everybody that you I left pick, hard you come on and you're like, it's Seth Curry's redemption. It <laughs> is. It is. Everybody's crazy. forgetting him. Everybody's forgetting about him. I mean, it's, he's a great, he's a good player. I mean, he, you leave him open from three. 
he's gonna hit him. So, but I do. Rods, Andy? Did you what? get your odds to wrap up the parlay? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, plus sixteen fifty. Nice fat Ooh. one. Nice fat one. I also added something. Um, over three and a half. Over under three and a half objects heaved at Ben Simmons. Mm. I'm taking over on that all day. Steve, I want you to heave a chicken tender at him, please. I'm gonna be in a, like a business function, so I have to be on my best behavior. Damn it! At the same time, I'm certainly gonna be giving it to him, just like everybody else. But I don't know if I'm gonna be throwing anything. Man, like I, I definitely have some issues with your Tyrese Max your <laughs> 17 and a half. Like you said one thing which I feel like could actually take place because it's such a like highly anticipated event with Harden and Bead, Simmons. Obviously Simmons isn't playing, but just like that kind of like tension that's going on with that situation. Like I feel like people could have their eyes and people being the players too, like so on them that guys like Seth Curry or Tyrese Maxey could end up being the ones that really end up having like the best performance. But Tyrese Maxey's going over his points. No doubt, bro. Like he's going to have 25 tonight just to show Ben that like, go fucking bite sand, bro. Like I'm a better point guard than you. I work on my game. I don't care if you're a great defender. I can do everything that needs to be done. I'm a little emotional about that, but no, Matt. it's going to be a great game. Write this down. Write this down. He's got a sixty from Embiid and twenty five from Maxi. So they've at least got eighty five points. About the sixty from Embiid. (laughs) No, I know. I'm I'm kidding. One hundred percent. Tyrese Maxi over seventeen and a half. James Harden. He's gonna want to be the candy man tonight. He's handing out dishes everywhere. So over eleven and a half assists for him. And he's been hitting that consistently. That line of like his line's been like ten or nine and a half assists, and he's consistently hitting the over yeah. in like ten of his last twelve games. Because he wants to be everybody's friend, and like exactly. I'm not even saying that in a bad way. Like he wants to come. I'm mad at him. Hell yeah, he's yeah. doing his thing. Hell they yeah. say they said James Harden, honey, honeymoon James Harden is one of the best players in NBA history. <laughs> <Can't beat laughs> honeymoon James Harden. I just hope Love to God that. that we don't do anything to piss him off, or like just that he kind of gets tired of being a Sixer. But if we keep winning, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Yeah. Um, so I definitely like those two things, but I'm not prepared. I don't think to give my entire bet just because I want to look at this more. So definitely look for me to be on Twitter before I head to that game tonight and give out my official pick for the Sixers Nets game. I like that. Well, if uh, if that's cool with you guys, we could take this over to the Bay. Actually, I'm sorry. We're. Ha- I did that the other day too. I fucked up. I said we're going to the Crypt, and we were actually going to the Chase Center, I believe. But now we're in Denver. Yeah, we're heading to Russell Wilson's house. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> we have the Nuggets taking on the Warriors. The Warriors coming in at minus two on the spread, minus 136 on the money line. That's pretty surprising to me, honestly. I think Denver's a really good team. I get that the Warriors are number two in the Western Conference, but Denver, I really, I don't know. I like them. And Warriors have had some injury history. So talk to me. How are you guys feeling about this? Andy? Um, I actually am the opposite. I like the Warriors tonight. Um, I got the Warriors minus two and a half and Andrew Wiggins to go crazy. You know, I love Andrew Wiggins. So I've got him over 15 and a half points. It's always his line is always at that. So I feel like tonight he can get over that uh, Wiggins over four and a half rebounds and then over one and a half made threes. Just some Andrew Wiggins night stuff. But yeah, I agree that Denver is very underrated in this sense right, this year, but especially in this game to to be home and be Underdogs, very interesting to me. Uh, but I'm also huge on Golden State. So I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's a short NBA slate tonight, but you got two great games. Yeah, I agree. Steve, what you think? Yeah, I can't disagree with that notion. I mean, both of these games are going to be competitive, to say the least. But 
Andrew, just to touch on one thing that you said, you said you're taking the Warriors minus two and a half, correct? Yes, sir. So you're alt spreading that because right now it's at minus two. It might have changed. It probably yeah, changed. Sure. I have a screenshot up right now. No, so. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah, I mean, either way. I think you're a liar, dude. I'm a liar. I think you're li- yeah, I think you're lying to liar. our viewers for your own personal edge on these sports books. You make me sick. Saying, man. Yeah, it's disgusting. Sorry. With that being said, I'm going to take a look at this game myself on some truthful live lines from the FanDuel app. And I, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the player performances right now. And honestly, if you like those Wiggins picks and you think he's going to be the guy tonight, Andrew Wiggins, 15 plus and golden State to win comes in at plus plus one eighty six, And that's not even like, that's a little cheeky bet to throw 10 beans on. I'm, I'm good with that. So I don't know. That's really the only one I'm really l- liking in there. Uh, only because the Steph Curry 25 plus in golden state let me down the other night and I'm really not sure about his ankle. So Clay Thompson as well, man. He's just really, he's not the same since he's been back. He is still good, but I feel like he's somewhat even came back with kind of almost an ego. He got left off of that NBA top 75 list. He came back almost as if he felt that he had something to prove, but he, it's like you're Clay Thompson, dude. Just like play your game, relax, shoot the ball. You're a good three and D guy. Know your role on the Warriors. And like, that's where you saw success. So. I'm not, I know this might be a stretch of a comparison, but given what you just laid out, like you could compare him to Russell Wilson in the way he's playing in LA this year, just given the fact that like he's kind of, like he's just in his head a little bit. Like, remember there's that video that came out where Shaq was like talking to Russell Wilson like during the game or Russell Westbrook, excuse me, and was just like, dude, just like chill, like take your time, you're forcing shit. And then he started doing that and it started clicking for him. And like it feels like you're like exactly like you said, Matt, like Clay came back. And he kind of felt like he needed to put the foot on the gas pedal right away. And it's just like, dude, just like play your game and kind of just like falling through those cracks that you used to where like you were just wide open for threes, like making moves and like you're, it's going to happen for you more naturally than you trying to really force it. So I yeah, that, it's a, it's crazy because it's, it's a totally different time that we're in from when Clay Thompson last played basketball. And I don't say that like lightly or to exaggerate at all, but the guy hadn't played basketball since pre-COVID. You know, he has sat out for like three years, three entire years. So that's a lot to not be on the court for. You lose that same mentality that you had. He's been in the league so long that I could get maybe he was a little bit content throughout that rehab process. Maybe he got a little bit complacent with his injury. You could get discouraged. I mean, you hurt yourself that drastically and then hurt yourself again. I mean, it's taking a lot out of you as an athlete. So I could kind of get where he's coming from. I think that he needs Draymond back pretty badly. Once Draymond comes back and if they could get Wiseman back as well, I could see the Warriors really being the contender in the West. Yeah, they they kind of screwed me in the opposite way the other night because I don't know if you guys recall, but I did take the Clippers money line. I believe they were like plus 264 or whatever. They beat the Clippers pretty handedly. So kind of egg on my face with that one. So I don't, I'm kind of hesitant to pick against the Warriors again. But this, I mean, it's looking like a really close game. I think I'm ultimately going to end up going with an alt spread here. I'm looking right now. I think I'm going to end up going with Denver to keep this thing close, but not end up actually winning. So I'm looking here. Like, I'm going to go with, I think, Denver, like, plus five and a half at, mon- at minus 194. And then I'm going to combine that later on with something yeah, I don't hate that at all. Denver's yeah. missing a lot of their two, three guards. So um, I think that, like Andy had said, Andrew Wiggins could take advantage of that pretty easily. For sure. Andy, you want to roll us into some college basketball? I know things are tumultuous. Abs- Absolutely. It's uh, Yesterday was probably the 
second best day of the college basketball season. The major conference tournaments, the teams you've actually heard of, started playing their conference tournament games. So, and a lot of good things happened. We had Syracuse beat the brakes off of a top 25 team, but then also have one of their best players suspended for punching somebody in the esophagus, as you always do. So, <laughs> did you yeah, guys see that? No go, right? I think that's a no go. Yeah, did you guys see the video of that just uh, real quick? Oh, he he it was Buddy Beheim, the coach's son, because you know, okay. he uh, decided to just load one up and Boom. pop somebody right in the stomach. So he's suspended for today's game. That's part of my parlay. I'll give you my parlay and then we can converse on other things. And so my parlay today starts at twelve o'clock. You can watch basketball from eleven thirty today to two thirty in the morning. All day like. long, baby. All day. Um, we got Syracuse plus 15 against Duke. I think even though without Buddy Beheim, they shoot three-pointers like a re- like everybody's Kyle Korver. Like, it's insane. Everybody, they, they don't miss much. It's, so they're going to keep the scoring high against Duke. I like them plus 15. They're not going to win, though, because Duke is going to win that game. But And then I have Florida at Texas A&M. The winner of this game, going to the tournament. The loser, not going to the tournament. They're both on the bubble, right on the edge. So I got Florida minus two. Florida minus two. Florida's a good team. A uh, little bit of an injury problem for Texas A&M, which is why I'm more comfortable for Florida. Uh, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. Uh, when I hit this, Notre Dame was minus one. I just looked. They're now, pl- I believe, plus two. So they're now underdogs. So something must have happened wow. that I missed. But I'll look at that. And But I've already placed this. So I feel comfortable still with Notre Dame. If it's still what it was, did it change again? Um, but we'll we'll get that. And then uh, the last game, I've got Vandy against Alabama. Vandy played last night. They beat the crap out of a really bad team. And I still left that game like, okay, they're not that good of a team. So I've got Vanderbilt. I mean, I'm oh, sorry, Alabama minus five and a half. So they're going to win by at least six. Easy. So those, that's my parlay tonight. All major conference, ACC and SEC games. On Twitter, I'm going to post some Big East and Big Ten stuff because those conference tournaments are always fun too. So let's enjoy. We're going to enjoy the ball tonight. Matt, I hate to speak for you, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but just for everybody listening, I am a college football novice. And basketball. I just said college football. I meant college basketball. So, yeah, I'm a college basketball novice. Like, I really – I'm just kind of out of touch with these games, so I'm probably going to lean more in Andrew's favor when he gives these bets out. But, like, Andrew, you do you have, a, like, a feeling that Vanderbilt could win this game against Alabama, or you just have – No, no. No, I mean, the only way would if they could take Scottie Pippen out of the crowd and let him play. <laughs> his son's on the game. Uh, his son's on the team. He's actually pretty solid. He had under 20 points for the first time in like two months yesterday because they didn't need him much. But if they could take him off the f- uh, and put him on the floor, maybe they'd have a chance. But no, Alabama's got a lot of shooters. I just had to yeah. make sure. I just had to make nah, sure. Listen, I'm so glad we didn't win last night so we didn't have to play it because then I would have had to hear about it after. I mean, <laughs> it's... It's good for and and yeah. So there's no shot for Vanderbilt in the Virginia Tech game. They had they had lost yesterday. They were gonna lose that game and they hit a buzzer beater three to win the game. I did see I, that. I was so cry. so they they were gonna lose to a team they shouldn't have lost to. And Notre Dame's a really good team. I don't have them winning the national championship, but they can get to the Sweet Sixteen. They're a solid team. And and in the Florida and Texas A&M game, I told you Texas A&M just has injuries. Um, and Syracuse isn't gonna win the game, but they'll keep it close because of their shooting. But I got the Notre Dame spread. I don't know what happened. I'm going to go look on Twitter. It went from minus one Notre Dame to plus one and a half now. So something, somebody must have been ruled out or something. So, well, 
I don't know what happened, but we're going to see. And this is going to be a really fun weekend, but if, if they're not a part of it, I have them actually in the ACC championship against Duke. So that's unfortunate if uh, something did happen. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not too big on the college hoops just yet. I let it kind of sizzle up, let it, let it cook a little bit more, let it get a little later into the season before I really dabble. I really only know the names right now for NBA purposes. I'm going to give it probably another week before I really dive in. I'm watching the games right now, but I wouldn't want to come on here giving picks if I didn't really feel that confident in them. So I'm going to watch and just analyze these guys for the next week or so. I'm going to be hitting that 11 to 12, you know, that 12-hour college hoops watch-a-thon. So I'll be watching those games, and I'm going to take Andy B's notes into consideration and look into next week and coming with some picks. For sure. I'm in the same boat. Like, I just – it wouldn't be right for – I guess Matt and I to be giving out picks and just kind of like throwing shit against the wall because I have no idea, man. Like it's just, if you go on FanDuel and I know I'm not the only one, there's people out there who are in the same boat as all of us. So like you go on there, it's just complete overwhelming mess. Like you, there's like 45 games taking place today in college. And it's like, if you don't know what you're talking about, it's kind of impossible to even really know where to begin. Yeah, definitely overwhelming. So we'll definitely be back with more picks next week and a more variety of picks i wish that they had player props that would be really that's what i mean too it's just like you're picking the base well they do they do for big games for major games so like i did yesterday i was watching wake forest and boston college and they had some player props on wake forest side because they were the team everybody knows and and uh i unfortunately did not win on those that i placed but because the player that i placed had uh cramp issues throughout the entire game that always comes up to creep on that that kills you too when you never know if a player is gonna even be able to play because these guys are playing now packed schedules like for example during the season these teams do not play back-to-backs this isn't the nba they'll play wednesday and they'll play saturday some sunday but mostly wednesday is that now too and they have class just yeah posing a point yeah 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 Forget these um, students. Yeah, 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 these are students. Um, so Syracuse, for example, they they played amazing yesterday. Virginia Tech too. They played they played yesterday. They have never played and played back to backs all year. Now they have to play a back to back. Their team's gonna be a little bit, I guess, uh, disjointed in a sense. You could say. So, they're a little uh, tired. You could say they're gonna be a little. They're gonna be a little gassed. Yeah, it happens. Not, you see in the NBA. Yeah. And if 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 teams if you win today, now you gotta play tomorrow, and then you're you're screwed. Like. Your team's going to be that. You don't barely have enough uniforms to be in these tournaments. So, but yeah, uh, it is really fun this time of year. Even if you don't know what you're talking about, if you got some, you got some betting money and you want to have some fun. I'm, I'm here on Twitter and I'll, I'll make the games interesting for you. If you don't have any interest for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You heard it here at ML Madness oh, yeah. on Twitter. I um I can't find anything on Notre Dame, so I don't know what happened. But a two point swing usually has something happen. Like, well, you know what? That just gives them another reason to go down and check out uh, our Twitter because we're going to be posting even more updates if things like this happen, if these games change, if guys are called out, ruled out, whatever happens, we're going to be all over it, switching up the bets, making sure you are in the best possible position to win some money for sure. All right, you guys got anything else to? to add on or nope i'm good episode 10 that i think that sounds good to me thank you guys for listening this has been episode 10 of moneyline madness we'll be back next tuesday talking some more hardwood maybe some football action and yeah we'll see you then peace go dogs